hear you now all of a sudden. I'm <gasps> sorry. You don't hear me at all? Now I do. Oh, that was so weird. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> One way to start the schmodcast. Hey, yeah. Rebecca. Hello. It's so good to see your face. I know. For anybody who's just tuning in, um, this is another long distance schmodcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca, and I'm currently on the East Coast. I'm East Coast Rebecca today. East Coast, and I'm in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Rebecca's <laughs> on the East Coast. And uh, we're just uh Two PLPs far apart this week. I love it. We have two households to update today. I know. So let's start with that. Rebecca, update me. What's going on? Because like we've texted, but I haven't, we haven't talked it. We normally talk all day, every day, and we mm-hmm. haven't done that for I know. almost a week. I can't wait to hear how you've been trying to fill your lonely, lonely days since <laughs> I've been gone. <laughs> mm. I, uh, well, okay. So I... I landed first in D.C. and then immediately took the train up to New York. And then I came out and was like, New York. Yeah. But the the updates on New York are actually part of my hot top. So. <gasps> okay. So don't spoil it. I'm not going to not going to spoil that particular okay. part. But I did want to just share that like New York in Christmas time, it's still gorge. Like the, all the lights and all the trees and, and I think I brought some of Mauna Loa's heat with me because it was (gasps) 50 degrees there in the middle of December. I brought that puffy coat and just didn't even need it. No, you don't need a puffer for this. It was still, I was still cold, but I just wore a regular jacket instead of a full puffy coat. Yeah. I'm cold too. I had to put on a hoodie just now before we started talking. Is it 70 degrees there? I think it's probably only 70 degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out uh, because I was walking everywhere, 50 degrees isn't actually that unpleasant when you're- It's not that bad. When you're yeah. walking. And then you go into uh, climate controlled buildings because everything's inside there. <laughs> so, so yeah, a little, I, yeah, over, okay. I was worried for no reason, um, but had a great time. I'm still a little bit jet lagged. And today um, is a weekend I wasn't working. So it was my first day that I got to just- sleep and just do nothing you've been up late too sometimes you've been texting me at i it's like 8 45 hawaii time and i'm already asleep yeah i'm having a hard time going to bed because of the time difference i think that is how Uh jet lag is affecting me so i'm up like Uh two or three hours later than everyone else and uh, but i'm getting a little bit better but i don't want to get too much better because i come no, home in a you're week just about to turn around and come back yeah 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 so, so that's my update um i'm just so happy to see you i'm happy to see you too and i have a little um our little intro this is schmodcast episode number 15 and the title is christmas <gasps> oh i couldn't tell because yeah. of how yeah, it's cwsms so um <laughs> there's a little story behind this title one of my favorite christmas stories of all time um when i was living in morocco one of my friends was teaching english at a, a like private english lessons center 
And one of the classes he's taught was very small children whose parents basically dropped them off to for babysitting. It was like, teach my kid English, but mostly it was like, just take care of my kid for a couple hours. And I, it, w- one kid's mom used to drop him off very early for class. So my friend would be there trying to prepare his like lesson plan and this kid would show up and they're like, I think five or six years old, really little kid. Yeah. Um, and so the kid would get dropped off and he can't just like keep doing his lesson plan while the child sits there because it's a, it's a young child. Right. So he would work, work extra with this kid. And one of the things he did was he was working on the seasons. So he drew, um, he drew like, uh, um, or seasons or weather or something. Right. So he drew like a sun on the board and the mm-hmm. kid came and like had to decide what that was and write it. And he wrote like, um, you know, S-U-N sun or like H-O-T hot or something like that. Right. And and then he he drew some other seasons and the kid like wrote what it was. And then he drew um, a snowflake and the kid came up and wrote C-W-S-M-S underneath it. And my friend was like, what the hell? What, what is this? <laughs> it took him a minute and the kid um, to get the kid to say what it was. And he said... Christmas. <laughs> this little non-native English speaker who was like learning English and was so small thought that what what a snowflake meant, winter or snow or cold, was the same thing as Christmas, that that's what Christmas meant for just for, because of pop culture and like well, how Christmas is described. You yeah. know, he ain't wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong in, like, primarily, like, Western and cold countries. (laughs) But I I just – I really love um, thinking of, like, the meaning – like, what winter is to a person who's, like, studying America, Mm -hmm. English language, and American culture. Winter is Christmas. Christmas! Christmas. Yes, it's very Christmassy up there for sure. Trees everywhere with lights all over. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much. Well, Hawaii um, has a lot of Christmas spirit. It just doesn't feel like I keep forgetting that it is already Mm mid-December because since it's not cold yet, my like internal indicators aren't firing like, oh, it's almost Christmas time. It's cold. Right. Yeah. yeah. Are you are you still finding ways to feel cozy, though, and get some of the holiday spirit? Oh, I'm super cozy. And I'm also just okay with, like, adjusting my understanding of the various seasons and holidays. And, um, yeah, I'm decorating for Christmas. I sent Yay. you a video yesterday of, of the lights that I put up. Um, and I'm... Yeah, planning to go to some events and stuff. But actually, like, all the Christmas parades here are already finished. Oh. Yeah. Like, remember that it was, like, the day after Thanksgiving when you and I hit, like, a roadblock because of a Christmas parade? Right. Apparently, they're, like, all finished already in all the different towns. So I don't know what that's about. I wonder, do they get... Do we get like a lot of tourists for the Christmas weeks? And maybe they're just trying to do all the local stuff early. I yeah, that's that was my first instinct as well. But I don't know for sure. Nobody seems to know. All right. So. Well, we hope for a future correct to to let everybody know <laughs> to understand why <laughs> why Christmas pu- public Christmas events were over by now mm-hmm. by December mid December here. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, okay, so episode 15, Christmas, we have some connects and corrects, the first of which um, comes from uh, Uncle Tim, who um, was texting us about our last episode where we brainstormed what we would put in our bug out bag, and he very appropriately noted that maybe we needed a bug out trailer. So we agree, Uncle Tim. I think um, we're we're into gear, and our bug out list got kind of long, kind of fast. But if you are listening to this and you have ideas of things that you would put in your go bag for running and fleeing an emergency, um, send us a voice note. I figured out how to put voice notes into our podcast, so um, send us a voice note if you want, and we might include you in a future episode. And just remember, if you don't want to go famous, uh, you don't want to go viral, don't want to become famous, we can call you any different type of sound. Whatever you prefer. (laughs) Or you can just send us your thoughts and be like, do not put this on the podcast. I just wanted to tell you blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because we really want to know. And now that it's upgraded from a bag to a trailer, we have more space for more stuff. (laughs) What else should we put in our bug out trailer? Yeah, give us some ideas. Oh, yeah. pro- um, probably, right? Yeah, I, probably. I can't handle the apocalypse without my cell phone. <laughs> well, we won't be able to control if the cell phone towers are down, which they probably will be, which is why we need hand crank radios and stuff. Exactly. Okay. Well, yeah. well let's put a pin in that before we just redo the last episode. Good point. Good okay. Point. Uh, well, I have a correct because we we talked about the Glennon Doyle series that I was <laughs> I was reading and then we didn't know the order, how many books, and then we figured out how many books, and then we didn't know what the books were about. Okay, so the question that we had we left ourselves with was Carry On Warrior, is it a novel that then inspired her memoirs, or was it what I thought like a self help book? False. It's considered a memoir. Uh, it, it is was, a memoir. Okay. It was her very first one. And again, just to remind everyone, Carry On Warrior by Glennon Doyle was published in 2013. And this memoir tackles the challenges that are involved in just everyday life. So she wrote this like really mm. relatable book about how we often seek to mask our own struggles by appearing to be perfect. And then she shares an intimate account of her own struggle to come to terms with her issues and then examines the power of authentic living. Okay. I swear I had seen it described as a novel and it really surprised me. So this makes a lot more sense. All of her books are basically memoirs and they have like a self-helpy aspect to it because Mm -hmm. she's a seeker. She's a person writing about her own quest for authenticity and for understanding herself. But she's not necessarily, but basically it's a memoir that has some aspects that could guide or help other people. Yeah. She's, she's basically sharing her experience uh, like like very very honestly in hopes that it might mm-hmm. connect to people who are struggling to do the same yeah I think that resonates with me very much I I started listening to her podcast we can do hard things like I've listened to some episodes before and I just started listening to it again because you've been talking a little bit more about Glennon and mm-hmm. um wow like I just I see a lot of myself in her. And so now I'm, I'm curious to, to see what you think about um, the, the previous books that you're reading. Yeah, I just, um, so I just started actually Carry On Warrior because I had originally planned to do all of them in order and then messed up and did the second one first. So oops, yeah. that's off the window. <laughs> you did Love Warrior. And you'd already read Untamed, so you're actually doing it perfectly. You're reading them in reverse <gasps> order. I am. I'm watching her devolve. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is actually really interesting to see, um, cause she, 
it's these moments in time where she's awakening. And so it's, I think Untamed was like the biggest, the biggest open awakening that she's had so far. So it's mm-hmm. kind of cool to go back to the very first like twinkles of Carry On mm-hmm. So I'll let you know as I proceed. I want to finish that one first and then we'll unpack it, especially now that I know how much you connect with her in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Might help you under- understand my neuroses. You asked like, what, what have we been doing with our time apart? And I, I realized like mostly just overanalyzing myself and everything around me is what I've been doing. So. Oh, okay. No wonder yeah. Ruby's been 24 seven, like on your lap and hanging out with you. She must be trying to comfort Ruby just you. Like, yeah. She's like, where's my spot today? It is on top of Rachel's crumpled moo moo on the floor it is on Rachel's bed so she can't make the bed it's like (laughs) not really in front of the tv like if I go watch tv she's like begrudgingly joins me but otherwise she's basically like you probably want to be in bed Rachel maybe she's trying to get you to take a little break sounds like you've got a (laughs) lot going on (laughs) I'm trying to keep a little busy I think the breaks actually are where I maybe get a little overly analytical Mm. and I'm trying to like have enough activity throughout the day that it's not just like, what do I want to do next? It's like, no, you have something scheduled next. And you know, what's so funny is when you were gone to Turkey um, and all your travels that last time and I was alone, I was doing the same thing. Remember how much Mm. just the sheer volume of things I was like researching and organizing and doing and you were like, you're killing it. And I was like, I can't, I'm afraid if I stop, I will just like lie down and not get back up. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I've been lying down a lot. So yeah, I'm keeping busy. Like I'm going to volunteer today and I might go to like a, a, like long, far away Frisbee thing tomorrow. And I've been, I went to physical therapy and I'm doing like physical therapy on my shoulder. Oh, good. Yeah. Yay. My big day is that I'm going to have croissant with my friend, my dear, dear friend (gasps) who I'm staying with. Croissant. Toya. And uh, a coffee. And then, Mm. uh, no plants after that. So just, (gasps) yeah, really wall to wall today. Yeah. You've been insanely busy this week, though. I'm so glad you get some downtime. And with Toya, how fun. I'm jealous. You... I'm jealous of myself, really. I can't, I can't even tell you. I'm so excited. Like I'm right now in this moment talking to my favorite person on the planet. And as soon as we finish, I get to go talk to my other favorite person on the planet. It's Uh, just the gifts keep on coming. I know. I have to go interact with strangers after this. It's a nightmare. That'll be nice though. I bet they're interesting. Um, I know. I realized I was getting all this like social anxiety about going to this volunteer event. Because I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing, whether I'm inside or outside, like what to wear, whether they're going to feed us or not. And I also <laughs> realized it's because I don't know any of the other people who are going to be there. Or I, I'm actually not even sure if I do know any of the other people who are going to be there. And I keep saying to myself, like, but Rachel, the way you'll know people is that you have to, like, go meet them. And then the next time you go to a volunteer event, some of them might be the same people. Hello. That's how you meet people. I know, but that it you just that makes it sound easier than it is. It's still hard to do that. It's still hard to put the pants on and, and get in the car and go there. I cannot tell you how many good excuses I already came up with that I could get out of going to volunteer today. And I'm not gonna do it. No. But no, you're gonna go. I wanted to. You have to I go know. because I wanna know who you met and then I wanna know who your favorite one was, and then I wanna yeah. know if anybody said anything embarrassing because I love those stories if it's, too. Yeah. Well, if, especially if it's me, the one who says something embarrassing. That's but just, it's never you. I know you always think it it's you. It is sometimes me. It is sometimes me. 
This is a future hot top embarrassing <laughs> shit we've said or done. That's a great I one. I promise I can come up with some. I've got, they're all flashing before my eyes right now. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> shall we go into some hot tops? Let's do it. Do you want to go I'm first? just dying to know what, no, I want yours because you said that yours is like related to what you did this week and I want to know about it. Oh yeah. Okay. So I, I won't spend, I'm going to try to tell the story without it being about work, even though that was the reason I was there. So I will <laughs> Work make... is a big part of your life. You're allowed to talk about work. I'll make some mentions. Um, okay. But yeah, so I, the the reason I'm trying to avoid it is because some of the like technical language and like like industry speak is just it takes too long to like explain. So I just that's the main yeah. thing I want to avoid all of you that. You can stuff. sometimes, you know what? Okay, I'm just going to make a little caveat for us non techies that m- might be listening to this. Rebecca might say some things that you do not understand. It is okay. You will still understand the point of her story. Rebecca, I give you permission to use terminology without explaining it as long as the whole story still makes sense. Okay. All right. You just you just monitor that part. Maybe ask some okay. clarifying questions. Cool. Okay. So here's the... I don't think that story is going to be like this, but I'm glad we have rules now. Okay. So <laughs> get off the train in Penn Station. That's like the heart of Manhattan. She's a girl on the go, city-fied. And I'm just like walking with my bags everywhere. And the first thing, and I'm prepared because it's New York and everybody knows that it's the city that never sleeps. It's called the Big Apple, which I looked up why it's called the Big Apple. Um, It's because it's about how much horses like apples. Isn't this the cutest thing you've ever heard? So 1920s, the sports journalist named, I don't know, Mr. Fitzgerald is what I wrote down, but that feels like it's the Gatsby guy. So who knows? Wrote a column for the New York Morning Telegraph about how many horse races um, and race courses were in and around New York. And he referred to the prizes that were going to be won as the Big Apple because of the horses. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And basically the Big Apple was a, a catchphrase to mean the biggest and the best that anyone can achieve. And so okay. then that's why New York ended up getting that name. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm in the city that never sleeps and I'm ready for like all the rude people because, you know, New Yorkers, they like, they'll shoulder check you as they're b- busy bustling off to yeah. where they're going. And No. I, no, 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 that's all false. I got it is smiles totally on the street. Yeah. I, I thought at one point it was going to turn into a musical where everyone was just going to break out into song. Like people were <laughs> holding the door always... for me. Oh, nice. Hasn't that always been your experience in New York, though? I've just never, I don't think I've ever been treated badly there. I. So here's the thing. I believe that New Yorkers are, they're hyper-focused and they're very direct people. The communication style as a culture within the city is like, they're not going to go out of their way to like anticipate or like notice someone might be lost and offer help. But if you ask for help and you're direct, they will offer it. But then they don't, Oh yeah. then they don't continue to go out of their way. Whereas like some other areas or regions in the country, I think are a little more known for identifying that you might need something and offering or like stopping to offer. And that's not, that's not a New York vibe. Yeah. People are like, unless you, unless you indicate that you want my attention, I'm not giving it to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that includes not really paying attention to whether or not you like, they'll just, they're, they're like one of the big things is the walking, right? Like people are moving fast and just everywhere you are in the world, don't just stop dead in the middle of the sidewalk. Like please pull over like you would with a car. Hey, also, if you're walking with a couple other people with you, you don't get to spread out and take the entire horizontal space of the sidewalk while you're walking. You're going to have to get in a single file or a double file max. Yeah, or just do do a nice little triangle. Someone's at the front. You yep. draft behind them. That's a nice yep. formation. 
Oh, that's a really good PSA because that one really annoys yep. me. Yep. So, so it had me wondering, I'm like, is New York City nice and chill now? The chill part in particular, like people weren't in a huge hurry, but I was in Broadway. So I was like, okay, maybe these are all tourists and not really the New Yorkers. So I get myself into the, um, the hotel, drop my bags, and then I have a party to attend. And this is, um, like it's near, it's at one of those office towers in Bryant Park. It's at the Salesforce tower. And you show up and I got this like special wristband that was like silver and glittery. So I was like, obviously I'm VIP. Ooh. This is the best bracelet. Oh my God. It was described as a holiday party um, for their customers, um, of which I am one. And then it was like, they said there would be food and everything and drinks and people. And I, I knew a couple of my friends were going to be there, but I didn't know who all, anybody else. And it was one of those sprawling like three hour things so I didn't know yeah you're like am I going to be milling about just like me going to this volunteer <clears throat> event you're like what do I wear will I be standing or sitting who else yep. is going to be there yeah yep. and I'm like maybe I'm maybe I just shouldn't go but I went anyway so then I'm there I have my bracelet they tower like elevator me up to whatever floor let's call it the 10th and then it's this like you know beautiful everything's decorated like Christmas style and there's mm -hmm. all these like hors d'oeuvres and people being fancy walking around serving them drinks 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 and I do a lap and I don't see anybody I know. And then I do, I was like, okay, get yourself a drink. Oh no, who am I going to talk to? I know. I approach, I have to approach someone. I know. It's a nightmare. So then I do another like, Do one. I join a circle? Do I join a circle of other people that are already talking? And if I do, how do I, how do I enter that circle? Right. What do you do? Yeah. And this is also like a, this is like a professional setting so people like they're not talking about how you're enjoying your life they're talking they're trying to find out like what you do yeah. for a living and what you can do yeah. for them right nicely exactly. but it's 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 pointed yeah, it's networking yeah. and it makes it's fine yeah we're not talking about our hobbies we're talking about our work yeah well then I'm noticing everybody has different colored bracelets no one has a silver <gasps> one and I'm like, what is, it's good or it's bad. Oh, no. And I don't know. Now I'm, now I don't like it. Silver has like it. to be good. I mean, it's got to be better than like yellow, plain yellow, was no sparkle. Sparkly? No it's, other sparkles. Yeah. I was yeah, the only yeah, that's sparkle. That's the VIP bracelet. Yeah, that's the VIP. That's the VIP. I mean, that's what you hope, but you don't know where the story's going. But no one explained this to you when they gave you the bracelet. They were just like, no. here. No. I mean, the, so the party started at 6. I showed up around 6.40 because of my whole train and whatever. And also normal. Like, you're supposed to show up a little bit late. Yeah. Well, something for three hours, right? So then I'm asking people what the bracelets mean. And people with the black bracelets said... Um, kind of braggy they're like oh well the real party's upstairs this is the <gasps> overflow party and they what? they hit like a a threshold limit because um hillary clinton is there with her secret oh my service God. well then yes. i black out because i'm like i'm in the same building as hrc like finally we're going to meet each other this is amazing yes so, she's been waiting to meet you forever so i know she was probably pretty stoked too so black bracelets are like we're the only ones that are allowed to go back and forth between these floors and everyone else it's like a they were like the colors indicated what wave you were enabled like able to be added 
Well, then I go, then I find my, my friend, I bump into her, um, Shauna, and she has a blue bracelet. Again, no information, but Shauna's the kind of person that doesn't wait. So I was like, I'll just hang out with her. I'll be her valet. And then when she gets to go upstairs, yes. I'll go. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of drafting off of people, like yes. if you can draft off of Shauna, that's what you do. That should she has be. access to everything everywhere because she is a fucking amazing. Yep. 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 It's not even about power and influence. It is about her being the most wonderful person on the planet. Everyone She's wants the to most be around her. Person, and she's just so fucking bright like mm-hmm. she just always knows what's going on and what to do I, she's amazing anyway yep i totally agree shout out shauna um who i think i probably should tell about this podcast this will this will be how i tell oh. her <laughs> yes and maybe i have anyway. and then we can we can in the future when i talk about embarrassing things one of my embarrassing things was something i said and did around shauna so it'll be great oh this is perfect oh my god full yep. circle yeah okay yep yep <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm in cloud nine just because I get to hang out with my friend and foods are free. But then we make our way, then we get invited upstairs. So the top, top floor of the tower. Perfect. Views Perfect. of Manhattan. So beautiful. And wouldn't you know, now remember, I left from Hawaii. It's now been 24 hours and I walk in and it's a luau. The theme is oh my Hawaii. Oh how embarrassing. Yeah. And you know what? It's not as good. Do people not know that luau is not an appropriate theme for a work party? Well, and I don't, it might be like unfair to call it luau themed, but okay. it did have, I mean, it was, um, it was, it was a Hawaiian themed <laughs> event. There weren't okay, like okay, okay, hula okay. dancers in there, okay. but they did have Kailua pork and they had, um, they had, okay. they had, I, they had like local Kona coffee, which made me laugh, but okay. I, I flew halfway I mean, around the world and I'm drinking the coffee we drink at home. Yeah. If the theme was like, these are delicious products from the Hawaiian islands, that's okay. Yeah. It, I guess there's a fine line between it being like cultural appropriation in like a, like a Native American headdresses are not an appropriate theme for a party, mm-hmm. but also like a party where you happen to be eating like Native foods and, and acknowledging Native culture is okay. Yeah. So. I think they, I think they walked the fine line. I think it, I think okay. 99% of it was just totally fine it was about introducing people to types of food they may not get to eat it was beautiful it makes it festive it made it feel like warm in a time that normally it's cold like that was nice and then for me the parts that like I didn't love as much but I understood why it was happening was the big like cardboard cut out of the volcano because Mauna Loa is erupting I assume okay and then all of the drinks the like like um signature cocktails for the event were um like volcano themed so they had okay but you know what they stuck to like geography not culture so i actually think i'm okay with that okay well and i also like the fact that because no one's like losing their homes or like being devastated by the eruption yeah, 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 it's yeah, okay yeah. it's okay all right well then update no like 100 percent party like the... was great 100 percent. yeah greatness. the vibe the vibe from like kanaka hawaiians is more like we're in awe and like it's a spiritual thing that the volcano is erupting not like, don't freak out. Don't panic. Don't act like it's a tragedy. It's normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So then I update my number from 98 to 100. That was, it was, okay. uh, it was really fun. And there were um, these people in costumes that were like circulating and, and like dancing oh. around, but not Hawaiian themed. It was like okay. elves in pajamas. And okay. 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 Yep, Christmas. So there was, yeah. It was Christmas, which, you know, it was jarring because you're in like a jungle theme and then, you know, there's like lays everywhere. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> Santa comes Elves. out. Yeah. <laughs> Which made it really fun. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, yeah, that was the first night. And then I had my, my work event. Lots of people took pictures of me because it turns out like I was in the front row of this keynote and I, I like wasn't. Uh-huh. It's, it's like two hours. So at some point you have to check your phone and drink your water. And there were some people like. And taking, by, this is not at the Hawaii event. This is a different. No, the next day. Okay. Sorry. The next okay. day. It's the conference while we were in town. And um, I got to sit, like, in the front of the keynotes, like, the main one where, Uh like, the CEO is walking around talking about his stuff. Silver bracelet. Yeah, silver bracelet. Silver bracelet power. Which, okay, so to finish the story about the party, I did not get to meet um, Hillary Clinton. What? I know. What kind of a joke is this? I think it was just to let me know. It was, like, a – it was an amuse-bouche. Did you see her? No. No, I didn't. You didn't even see her? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. You were technically both there. But you didn't see each other. Yep. That, yep. So I was breathing the air that she breathed, but that's, that's it. Ugh. I know. Next time. Next time I'm going to get in there. Okay. Okay. I'm still really excited that you were there. It feels like a very DC kind of a thing. It doesn't, it doesn't lend itself as well to my new tagline that you party with Hillary Clinton and I work out with Michelle Obama. Um, but but I think it's still, I mean, like, you partied with her as much as I worked out with Michelle Obama. So it's close. It's close. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be disingenuous to say that I, like, hung out with Clinton, but I did party yeah. with her. Yeah. I partied yeah. near her. We partied near yeah. each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Kind of like, it's like almost as much as, like, I went I went bowling with the Obamas because I went bowling in the White House when they were still um, living there. Yeah, They didn't join me. For the bowling, but technically, yeah. I bowled at their house. Well, and if I think if the ser- the Secret Service had known about my silver glitter bracelet, they would have let me up, but they just they <sighs> didn't. They just didn't. So next time. Okay. Okay, next time. Yeah. Well, how cool. I also wanted, I just realized as we were talking, as I was getting like hypercritical of a Hawaii-themed event, I want to acknowledge that we are also not great at navigating the wild world of um, assimilation and cultural mm-hmm. appropriation. And we make a lot of mistakes, even on this podcast, about like as two white people talking about um, Hawaiian culture and deciding like what's allowed and what's not allowed as white people. So just want to acknowledge that here we are learning, growing, making mistakes. Um, and part of it is yeah. to just bring it up to, to think about it and talk about it because we're not going to. Yeah. We're not going to yeah. get it right for sure, not every time. And But the way we do is by having some introspection. Yeah. And I, I'm really working on like, like my, my like white fragility makes mm. me want to just like feel really guilty and shut down about these topics. So instead I'm letting myself just like keep saying stuff and make some mistakes and, um, and practice together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we're, I think we're probably in the clear on this one. Um, okay. But yeah, I did mostly for myself personally. My first reaction was the the like irony. Uh-oh. If that's it, might yeah. be an Alanis Morissette type of irony, but <laughs> just so funny. No, that is that's real irony. You left DC or you left Hawaii and found yourself twenty four hours later in a skyscraper in Manhattan at a Hawaii themed party. Yeah, it like was, that's irony. It's for sure. It's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, and then. One other thing I just want to say before I move away and just talk about New York in general is the the, the cocktail. It was like some kind of rum drink 
Um, it was too sweet for me, but what I loved about it is they had this like smoke gun that would blow a bubble filled with like mm. a an aromatic smoke of some kind and then put it on top of the cocktail. Oh my God. So then when you do the little like lizard tongue like you do to grab one popcorn, <gasps> you lizard yeah. tongue the bubble. Just get smoke. You get smoke in your face, but like like a good flavor of smoke. Oh my God. Kind of like you a shisha. Did already Google how... Yeah, did you already Google how to buy one of those? No, but I'm going to just buy I'm one. I'm shocked. I'm just going to get no, one. No, 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 we, yeah. we really don't need one, but I'm just really surprised that you already don't know how to procure one because that's normally your go-to. I, I That's just to show you how busy I've been. Busy? <laughs> I just so busy. I forgot to Google how those guns work and how to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> so busy. Okay, well, I'm going to use that as a transition into my hot top. Yeah. Which is love. <gasps> oh, how are <laughs> to, we going to tie them together? <laughs> well, uh, but part of it, part of it is to talk about the love languages, and I think one of your love languages is like researching and procuring like interesting items that other people will like. Mm. Um, and so the the third week of Advent is starts tomorrow, and since we've previously talked about our little Advent wreath and the themes of Advent. Week three is love. So we've already finished um, week one, which was hope. And week two, which is peace, is about to finish. And mm -hmm. when we start our new um, week on the wreath, we light the candle and we discuss those topics a little bit to kind of like set the mood for the week. And since you're not going to be here tomorrow to start pe uh, love week, I thought my topic would just be a couple things about a love. I'm so excited. Um, well, so the first thing is... Um, Speaking of Glennon Doyle and listening to her podcasts, she brought up um, the love languages and I was dying to find out the origin of the, the five <gasps> love languages. Have you heard about this? Um, I'm just excited that you're being me right now and wanted to like get into the origins. Yeah. Okay. Deep research. We'll get... Yeah. Well, it's it was really shallow deep research, but still... <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the five love languages is this like schema that we use that many people have been introduced to to, to determine what is your preferred way of receiving and giving love. What kinds of things make you really feel loved? What do you like to do to express your love? And the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time. And physical touch. Mm -hmm. And this schema has basically like become really pervasive in not just American culture, but I think globally, especially for people like us who are seekers, who are trying to find out um, more about ourselves and grow together and learn about other people, really curious about authenticity and how we live. Well, guess what? What? This fucking love language <laughs> schema... Uh-huh. Was you guessed it originated by like a Christian minister man. And there's all kinds of problems with it. That's not to say to throw the whole thing out, but um apparently there are like a lot of articles about this that I just never came across. But this guy, Gary Chapman, who is a pastor who was basically like he he counseled a lot of couples in his role as a pastor. All hetero couples, of course. Mm -hmm. He has no training in psychology or in like social science research. 
So he's developed this idea of the five languages in a very, um, I think, like patriarchal, heteronormative, um, Christian schema. Um, and it's tempting to really get into it because it creates what feels like a really straightforward formula mm-hmm. for for how to understand love. To ha- you know, love is so elusive it's something so not tangible but these five love languages make us feel like we can we can understand it really clearly it gives you a like pick one of these and this is yours and like what a like i don't even know patriarchal is probably the right way to describe it but like how dare we try to take something so so individual and wide sweeping and cosmically enormous and try to reduce it to these tactical items that we can then try to control right so now we're going to take this in yes you a know? lot of it's about control yeah yeah and i mean how dare we and also like wouldn't it be nice like it is very tempting to be mm-hmm. it's kind of actually how I it's feel how about we seek to understand right we're trying yeah, to break like, it down into pieces yeah like a big part of what I struggle with about um organized religion is I think like how dare we reduce God to some of these things that people are reducing God to like mm-hmm. God is so much bigger than like whether or not you go to a church on Sundays or not or right. like how you pray or what you eat like that's part of and I'm not I'm not trying to criticize other people who believe and like that works for them and it's tempting mm-hmm. to me as well to think that like God cares whether I eat pork or not, but I just don't think, I just think God is so much bigger than that. And same thing with love. I think love is so much bigger than these five love languages. Um, but it is tempting and exciting and interesting to think that we can reduce it to something so understandable. But what it does also is it, it really, the love languages make us focus on behavior mm-hmm. rather than feeling. Um, so mm-hmm. they gave the example, Glennon Doyle on her podcast, they gave an example of um, a couple where his love language is physical touch and her love language is acts of service. And what what this guy, Gary Chapman, literally would encourage couples to do is like, well, you have sex with him when he wants sex and he'll do the dishes for you when you want to do dishes. Yeah. And, and the problem with that is like, it, yeah, it like really, it's really manipulative. And it also and it makes it transactional, it, and love isn't it transactional. Makes it transactional. Exactly. This exactly. is there lowercase was a, L love is, but not yeah. capital L love bell hooks. There was um, that big book, um, Lean In, with Cheryl. What mm-hmm. Sandberg? Yeah, and she had this one quote or little hot take that just went really. It, I, I think, in her defense, taken a little bit out of context, but also like problematic in its own right. That she they, she was um, in that same exact scenario. She was encouraging men to do the dishes as foreplay. Like I just I know, I know. Oh, there's so much to unpack there. Um, and why can't you just want to do something that your partner will appreciate? Just just because of the thing that it what it is is I want this person to. Yeah, yeah. Be happy well, and, or whatever. And that it's like, it's just not as simple as that either. I think um, another thing that came up on this podcast that I found really interesting is that they said like, 
they were taking in calls from people left them like voice memos of what their like love languages are. Mm -hmm. And I think they, it was almost like too reductive because people were like, my love language is keeping my feet warm or like stuff like that. But I was like, that's not a love language. That's like something, something you you really like. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, but like one of the things they brought up is that it could be that your love language is, is acts of service. But what's missing in that is that, it's acts of service that demonstrate you really know me. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that you do acts of service. It's that you know that the act of service I really need and want in this moment, because you can tell how I'm feeling and what mm-hmm. I'm struggling with, is that you do the dishes today. Or it is that you bring me a cup of coffee. Or like most of us don't like surprises, but sometimes a surprise can be really nice if the person who's doing that surprise for you really knows you. Right. But if they if they really know you and know that you do not like any fucking surprises and it takes all the fun out of it for you, then a surprise is not right. part of your love life. You know, like, right. so it's just so much more nuanced. And I wondered if um, this might be fun for us in our future lives, maybe on the schmod, maybe just privately, but to think about what our actual love languages are outside of that schema. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just like, what are some things that we really like? Like one of the things I know I love about our relationship is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's also an oversimplification, but just it's important to me that we're people who can like make mistakes and tell each other embarrassing things and be okay with that. Right. Um, and maybe not every person needs that as much as I do, but mm-hmm. I really need it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and for me, I really, I I didn't never thought about whether or not that was like something I was seeking. It's just something that I really Mm -hmm. appreciate too, because no one's ever going to know you. And like, you know, in all these different groups that we're in, people only get like one version of a person and they might think that Mm -hmm. they know you, but to, to like really be known and to still be loved is like, what a, what a beautiful and relieving idea. And so I love the fact that yeah, we share these things that maybe I would be uh, maybe ashamed to share. And then you love me anyway. And in fact, it makes yeah. in some ways, like when I hear those things about you, it makes me love you more. It also helps me know like how I can, you know, support you on this journey. Anyway, yeah. I just started crying because I love you. I know. Look at so my sweet. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe part of what I'm hearing from you too is that acceptance is a big one for you. Like, definitely. and that goes hand in hand with vulnerability, but, um, mm-hmm. definitely. but, but feeling like you can like share a part of yourself that's uncomfortable and the other person just like truly accepts it. Yeah. 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 <gasps> maybe, maybe Glennon Doyle's doing something to me. She is, I think. <laughs> Way to go, Glennon. Yeah. Thanks, Ms. Oh, Doyle. another one she mentioned that I know for sure is one for me that I'm, well, I'm learning this one is solitude Mm. and I, because I have a tendency to people please and to um, be extremely vigilant and to like pay so much attention to other people's energy. Mm -hmm. It's been really cool exploring with you that sometimes I'm like, no, no, no. Like what will show me the most love right now is that I'm going to go be alone and you're okay with that. And you like celebrate that and you want me to do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that one's yeah, that one's a good one. Wasn't it? Because it's a and I I don't mean to make it sound less important, but that's a really easy one for me to to give you. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's it's crazy, Rebecca, because I don't always feel that way. Like when I like when I ask for it, I still find myself being like, she, like she wants me to come do stuff for and with her, and she's going to be upset that I want to go be alone. Yeah, I mean it's and. I mean, I would tell you if it was a thing I was like, oh, I'll actually be disappointed if you don't come. I mean, we do that a lot. Yeah. But I think, I think the, I think the solitude is super important for everyone. It's, it's because otherwise some people only get that solitude when they're sleeping and they don't, they don't know how to sit with themselves. And like, I always, I was something early on in life I really worked at because I wanted, I was like, when I realized that I wasn't a religious person and I was like, this is, you know, my shot. This is my one, maybe my one shot around, like, living this life. Um, I need to, I need to be, like, as happy as I can or as, like, good with where I am. Mm. And you're going to be alone. You got to like yourself, right? And how do you do that is to, like, do things on your own. Um, And, and within that, then, but, like, to not push that so hard that you're not also able and willing to accept the company of others and to find, like, the richness in that. And to, and I guess that's where this, like whole love languages discussion comes from is to 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 learn what is it that I want from my time with others Mm -hmm. maybe it's maybe it's words of affirmation or acts of service or quality time or physical touch or receiving gifts but like what is it in my interactions with others um how is that complementing my like individuality as well right yeah yeah what am I yeah what am I because there's all these aspects that make a whole person so like what is what does that give you yeah yeah like someone mentioned someone mentioned that uh, a a really important love language for her is um, some type of company and comfort right before she goes to sleep at night and she Mm. said she thinks maybe it's like even evolutionary it's that like sleeping is a very vulnerable thing and she needs someone to tuck her in or tell her good night or like mm. lay next to her or something just to comfort her before she falls asleep at night. I was like, oh. that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And what a nice thing to finally figure that out and then be able to ask for it. Yeah. 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 So that's my hot top. Um, I was going to also start talking a little bit about um, our favorite binge-worthy TV show now, Love is Blind. <gasps> but I think we'll save that for a future hot top about love. <laughs> oh yeah we should yeah this got this got like deeper than love is blind so we'll save that one for for a future oh did i okay did did you like where we steered this or were you oh yeah loved loved it i just have a lot to say about all of it so it ended up kind of um this will be a two-parter it'll be a two-parter yeah yeah awesome okay well our outro is that I really, really, really want you. Um, <laughs> okay, during the holiday season, <laughs> let me preface this by okay. saying during the holidays, I think a lot of people also get, um, there's a lot of um, togetherness and people having to pretend to be happy and enjoy things when maybe they're not enjoying it so much. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to watch this video of if everybody knows the song we are the world we are the children it's from like i think the 80s maybe maybe the early 90s all these famous musicians came together and sang this song together Mm -hmm. it was about like hope and togetherness and bob dylan was somehow coerced into being part of this celebrity song okay and he was not into it so i want you to watch the okay. video that I just sent you in the link, and I want to hear your live reaction. 
Okay. And anybody else who's listening right now, Google it. Bob Dylan in the We Are the World video. Okay. Okay. I'm, are you ready? Oh, maybe I can... Yeah. You, you go ahead. Okay. I'm about to push play. <laughs> he's, he's thinking. He looks like he's Look thinking. His poor little face. Yeah. He's... I, I'm upset that he's not singing. Oh, okay. He's basically... He's mumbling a little to, bit. He's like, I want to be anywhere okay. except here. Do you think he's realizing that he's got a real gravel voice and it doesn't really fit with this no. mood? Oh, cut to somebody who's living her best life. You see the other people, they're like clapping and smiling. They're like glowing with maybe like faux delight. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So either here's what, here's what I'm hot, hot top, hot takes. Here's what I'm thinking. He didn't prepare. This is what you look like when you show up for the exam and you didn't study. He's like mumbling, <laughs> looking around, trying to trying to fit in, but not really. Everything's like peas and carrots, peas and carrots. He's just like mouthing the words. And then when it got to the chorus is when he actually like like got a little bit of a like, oh, yeah, we are the world. Like he started swaying a little bit. But he still doesn't look like he's having any fun, right? No, he hates Christmas or whatever the, the song's about. <laughs> It's just, I I love, I want to give everyone permission this holiday season, if you find yourself in a situation that feels super inauthentic to you and everyone else expects you to like join in and Mm -hmm. pretend to be happy, you can also just be Bob Dylan in the We Are the World video when you need to. Yep. Um, Look it up, watch it, let it enter into your heart. I feel like I have like a full body visceral reaction to this where... (laughs) I've been in those situations and I have not been brave enough to be Bob Dylan. Oh, I love that. That's such a good takeaway. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I took it as he wasn't prepared for the test and you're like, no, he just <laughs> wasn't feeling it. He, he was like, this is bullshit. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I like that. So um, one last little takeaway that I did not put on our um, on our list was that I want us to do a little homework. Okay. For either either our last podcast of 2022 or one of our first podcasts of 2023, I recently was introduced to the concept of a ta-da list. Ooh, what's that? So we have all of our to-dos, do this, do this, check it off the list, and then you forget about it. What if we also kept a ta-da list of the big things we've accomplished and occasionally look back on it and feel really proud of the stuff that we've done. Um, so I want to start, I think I might like incorporate this into a new year's resolution of some kind, but I wondered if like at the end of this year, we could even come with just like three things on our ta-da list for the year. I love that for the year. Got it. Not your whole or, life. Just the, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was no. like, this is going to be really difficult. Okay. Really tough. And it doesn't have to be an all-encompassing list. Just like something that includes maybe three different things that you're proud of this year or that were a struggle for you to accomplish and you're just like, ta-da, I checked it off the list. What um, a fun idea. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Cute, Let's right? do it. Let's okay. do it. Great. This will be helpful too because we always forget the, the amazing things that we get to do and, and see and experience. Remember how like out of yeah. the woodwork we had some memory from like 10 years ago a while back that I was like, oh yeah, I totally forgot oh we did that God. awesome thing. Yeah. So this will be helpful. Exactly. Now we'll have a ta-da. ta-da. <laughs> 
Okay, thanks, folks, for listening. This has been Schmodcast, the podcast. If you have hot tub suggestions or want to submit a response to something, tell us your tadas, tell us your bug out bag list, or whatever you're thinking. Call or text us if you know us, or email schmodcastthepodcast at gmail.com, or find Schmodcast the Podcast on Instagram. Beep, 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 be